Natty here from the Driven by Details podcast. I hope everybody's having a great day, morning, afternoon, or evening, or whatever time it might be. So I'm really excited about today's episode. I am joined by Two Lou from Yellow Autosports in St. Paul, Minnesota. He is such a cool dude and uh, an inspiration for me with a lot of his growth and a lot of his passion that we share inside the detailing industry. So Two is going to jump on the podcast today and we're going to share some stories behind the shine, a little bit about how he got into detailing and where he's going and uh, also share some of his experience overseas visiting some places in Europe on his trip this summer. So hope everybody has a fantastic Christmas. There's one more episode that is going to be aired here before the year ends, but I hope everybody has a great Christmas. But let's get after it and let's get into today's episode. Merry Christmas to everyone. We'll see you guys on the next episode. Let's go. Two, I'm super happy you carved out some time this afternoon for us to, yeah, to sit down and talk on the Do podcast. It. I welcome to Driven by Details. Oh, thank I'm, you. I'm glad you're here. We're gonna we're gonna talk about a lot of things today, but specifically, um, I I really wanted to have you on the podcast and. We'll kind of talk about how we met, but I think seeing reconnecting with you this summer at um, Gloss University at the Ring Brothers was great. And then, you know, it, it like such a whirlwind from July to like the fall. Um, I really got inspired by your story of going across the pond, which I kind of want to get into. Um, okay, but you and I originally met at uh, Gloss University 2020. Correct. Um, Right. And so I, I want to talk about that, but just introduce yourself real quick and tell us a little bit about your business and where you're located. Yeah, my name is, uh, first of all, thanks for having me on. Yes, sir. Uh, I've listened to you guys. Every time I'm buffing and polishing, I'm like listening, trying to catch some new tips. So it's cool to, to get the opportunity to come on. Uh, awesome. But yeah, my, sure. my name is Two. It's spelled T-O-U, pronounced just like the number two. Two. Uh, yes, sir. Uh, and I'm in I'm in uh, St. Paul, so basically next to Minneapolis, sure. Twin Cities area. Uh, the shop is called Yellow Auto Sports Auto Detailing, Window Tint, Paint Protection, Film, Ceramic Coating, uh, and we just picked up like undercoating this winter. Uh, no been in That's business. awesome. Yeah, you know the Midwest. So well, kinda... I wanna, we got to I got to put that in the memory bank because I want to go back and talk about that. But yeah, yeah. So and then. Um, yeah, started 2015, the business, uh, full-time firefighter first, and then I uh, just had a lot of free time, so I decided to start a business on the side, and uh, yeah, I never thought that I was going to be a full-time business owner, actually. I just always thought I was going to be a firefighter and retire as a fireman, because that was always sure. the goal, sure. the dream as a teenager, uh, but then after eight, nine years, the mind restructured, and right. I thought... I need to give uh, more effort at my business because uh, I think that I probably enjoy being an entrepreneur more than a fireman. Although firefighting is a good gig, but yeah. So, so I have a question strange. for you. I have a, yep. I, we're going to dive right into this right away. So, um, and I'm very curious now because I, I knew you were a fireman and locally here for my business, um, a really large portion of the work that I do is through the fire department. Mm-hmm. I have a lot of firemen in the family. My uh, my older brother, Kevin, has been with Hoffman Estates for 20 plus years. Uh, my brother-in-law is Morton Grove. I got friends in Oak Brook and so, you know, kind of spread out. So nice. but it's a tight community. And, and what I know from the local firemen here uh, by us is that 
you know, a lot of these guys uh, are detail guys. I know from my brother being there a long time, um, I actually have a really good client today that was handed to me kind of through my brother. There was a guy that worked for the fire department, old time dude that detailed on the side for like 20 years mm -hmm. and he stopped doing it. And so they referred him to me, but so this is my question for you. Sorry. I just got all excited. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My, my question is, did you start detailing then like on the side when you were working full-time yep. as a fireman? Yeah, exactly. So I had, so, so the schedule that I had at the time was 20 days off a month, basically. So 10 days on, 24-hour shifts, kind of scattered throughout the month, and then just a lot of time off, right? So the first right. two years, I just was happy to just get a, my first big boy job. Yeah. Just kick back and just, you know, sure. have fun with it. Um, sometimes I wish I would have just did that. But uh, I don't know. The, yeah. the stars lined up, I guess. Uh, my cousin got me going onto a business idea with him. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, we started Yellow. And, and then uh, after that, it's a whirlwind. I, I didn't. But I, I never had a business before, so I didn't know how I would take on to it. But apparently, I took on to it pretty hard. Sure. Um, and I think it's just because I enjoyed the the entrepreneur side of like having the ability to sure. to 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 create something, right? And so, yeah. yeah, that's how that started. But yeah, it was on the side of firefighting, and, and I did the two together for about uh six years. I did no the kidding. two together almost the whole time. And Dude, that's then, a, that's uh, a lot. I but I mean, it's nice that your schedule, like you said, I mean, because it's kind of like. I don't know, 80, 20 rule or something where you're like, you know, the 24 on 24, 48 off. Right. So yeah. you could, it's at that point, it's pretty simple for you to schedule side work around that. Right. Cause you're either the gold shift or the yellow shift yep. or what, you know, so you can line that up and you know, your days that you're off. So I, I can see that. Cause I know a lot of the firemen that I know, they have side hustles that, that they're one of the guys I know is a blacksmith and you know, their construction and stuff on the side. So it's kind of a good gig to, to yeah, get going. They always tend to have uh, side work. Uh, almost every firefighter that, that is on the job will always do uh, something on the side just because we get so much time off and those guys and girls tend to not know how to uh, lay low. So Right. Well, isn't I mean, there could be something to be said about that, right? Like a takeaway from your schedule. And I think, you know, on your note of being an entrepreneur, I think that's one of the things that I appreciate the most is being able to dictate my schedule. Um, yeah. And that, that is priceless. Um, you know, and I think we, we could learn something from that shift. Like imagine if we actually did work a 24 hour shift, right. As detailers or yeah. you know, it's like work a whole day and then take some time off. Although it'd be very difficult to do. Um, you know, you, you, you get tired detailing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think after detailing one shift, one eight hour shift is plenty. No, it's, it's so true, but no, I think that's really cool. So, I mean, when you were, okay, you're, you're a fireman, you still, um, how did you get pulled into detailing then? Like as a fireman, like what? Yeah. Yeah. Pulled you so into I've that, always, that? Yep. I've always liked cars. Um, but I was never like, I just liked cars as a, as a basis, but I didn't, other than liking them, I wasn't a, like mechanic or didn't detail a car, wash my own car. But then uh, right. my cousin picked up um, like a Flex DA at the time. And okay. this is like 2015. He picked one of those up, uh, some McGuire's product, and then he did a full paint correction on his uh, Supra mm -hmm. at the time. And so then I had a Miata. So he was like, okay. hey, you should come over and let's detail your Miata. Uh, yeah. We did. And then I was like, holy shit, it looks way better because it was all sun faded. It was red. And then I was like, man, I think like this is something that like 
we could offer to other people. Um, right. And it just started from there. So we conversation that night. The next day, we LLC'd. Within a month, we had a shop. And then... Holy smokes. Yeah, it just went that like escalated that. escalated quickly. <laughs> yeah, it moved really quick. My, you know, my cousin at the time was older than <clears> I was. I was 26 at the time. Okay. He was in his uh, 37, 38, because we we're about a decade apart. Okay. So I think he was ready to make it move really fast um, mm -hmm. because he was in his, you know, 36, 37. I was 26. I'm still kind of in party mode at 26. So Right, um, right. So, so that's a big I step. Yeah. yeah, I understand I mean, where he came from now. Uh, I'm actually glad that he uh, uh, he pushed me like that because yeah. uh, in that first year, we were able to achieve probably more than if it was just me as a 26-year-old. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. you kind of had a mentor, you know, like a, yep. some of the older, a big brother kind of thing. Like, yep, you know, like, yep, hey, exactly. let's, you know, help me out here. And, I, Absolutely. you know, I think that it's, it's, it's never easy to get started at any time or at any age. But, you know, I think the younger, the sooner you could get into it, it we you'd want to believe that it gets easier and it should get easier right yeah and i think that you know having the experience and putting in your time is is valuable so hopefully you know um you stay with it you know 10 years you look back you're like holy cow you know look how far we've come you know yeah it's, it's really cool i i you know okay so this is the next question i have for you i just thought of this so before you you know you guys started dabbling with the flex polisher and paint correction stuff mm -hmm, mm -hmm. were you the type of guy before that like in your earlier 20s to pay to have your car buffed and polished no. you ever, would, i didn't even know ever... that was a thing i mean so like pay to get it washed right yeah pay to uh take it to suds and and yeah. uh mr car wash or whatever you guys have over there that's what we have here in the twin cities so like that's maybe the extent of what i paid at the time Maybe like sixty bucks would have been mm -hmm. correct with market pricing at the time. Yeah, about sixty yeah. bucks by the most. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I didn't know there was a world where you can charge uh, much more than that. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. Well, and it's crazy to see how the whole industry has exploded. You know what I mean? Because like when you said like you know sixty bucks, you know a lot of the express exterior car washes are um, full service car washes would have. You know, you wash the outside, pull it around on the side, and they, they quickly, you know, do a quick little polish on the paint. And a lot of times, small cars were 60 bucks. you know. SUVs yep. were $89, and, like, oversized vehicles were, you know, 100 bucks, And that was easy money because it was something you could do fast, right? You know, yeah, you yeah. Could, you know, those, those types of services then, right, you go to the car wash, and it was almost like you didn't even really need an appointment. They would pull, you know, they'd wash right, it out, right, right. dry it with a terry towel. You know, rub a little butter wax on the thing and gloss yeah, it yeah. up and wipe it down, and you're out of there in an hour. And I mean, you know, the, really and truly, the business model kind of makes sense if you think about it. You know, you're at a dollar a minute. You could, you know, if you're working on those cars, how many could you do a day, right? Where you're just yeah. doing simple wash and waxes. And so, you know, part of me, you know, thinks that, you know, the, that's still very effective, right? And like the, the big ticket prices that people generate these days kind of you're like oh that's you know that's worth it's not worth it and i mean there's there's some truth to that too but still you know some entry-level wash and wax stuff is is still very effective and i'm i only asked the question if you did that stuff because i know some of these people that have gotten into the detailing industry were were other individuals that were car freaks you know yeah and they just no, they're I like they were paying somebody else to do the car and they're like hey i want to try this you know right <laughs> and they no i was tools. not that I did not come from that at all. I just came from 
a regular car wash to to paint correction right away and then selling the paint correction right away. So you can imagine just how much I really understood after just a week of paint correction and offering it right away. Yeah. Uh, yeah which was nothing, which is why ultimately I ended up at Glass Universities and places like that. And, sure. and, and like what you said earlier, going other places and, and just learn more to really try to refine the, the art. But yeah, at the beginning is just, here's mm -hmm. a buffer, here's a pad, here's the product that you use, put it on. And uh, shit, that was doing pretty good at the time, but. Right, right. I, well, and yeah. you know, and that's, we were talking about that on the last podcast is like, you know, um, we think, I think, you know, with, with polishing you take any, tool pad and liquid and rub up and down the paint you're going to see yeah. some action some see something right something's going to happen and generally you know generally you know in, in certain lighting you're like wow that's you know that's an improvement yeah. so it's kind of it's therapeutic it's satisfying you know you're like okay i want to do this so you know and, and i i think that that alone is one of the reasons right like you had said um you know you you started doing the paint correction stuff but you could see it but you don't understand it Right. It's hard to understand. And, right, right. and I think as a business person, if you want to start selling these services to people, part of making the sale, you know, easier or more fluid is understanding what you're selling. So yeah. even if you can do it right and you've gotten good results and, and your eyes showing you this thing, you're like, well, look, it's good. If you can't kind of mentally break it down and verbalize it to the person that's going to pay for the service, it's hard to 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 do well right because people are like what are you yeah. talking about be like well you know just uh, polish your car you're like <laughs> so yeah you gotta know like, how to explain it yeah if you don't you know how to explain, explain it, it then like what are you like you said you could see the result that's great but right. uh i think at a certain price point like right with a certain car too uh like i think about it now i'm i'm so i'm lucky to have a it's not a flex but i'm lucky to have nsx and so it's like if I'm doing that now on my car, yeah. which is the type of clients that I like having as well, is right. like I would want to know uh, yeah. what are you doing? Like what are you about to do to my car? Like yeah. what's happening to my car? How are you making it better? Yeah. And some people are picky; they want to know the details. Totally. Um, and, and I, I, to be truth be told, I want those people. And I, and yeah. when I get when I get people that call me green, that don't know like that that didn't get referred to me that somehow was like surfing the internet and they found me. Right. And I strongly encourage them to do their homework. But when people yeah. want ceramic coatings, I'm like, I'm like, you know, I would honestly, I would spend some time, you know, over a week and read up a little about it and do some due diligence on your own, end, on, you know, your own end. So right. you could be educated about this stuff because I don't know, it's a, it's a goofy business. I love it. I love it. Um, but it's, it's like a, a love hate thing with, with uh, specifically the ceramic coating stuff, you know, mm -hmm. and I, I think it just because comes from the fact that I'm a paint correction guy. Um, but before we get so far off topic, <laughs> I, I, I want to, um, to pull us back to the, the time. So you, you got your, your fireman, you are, um, working full-time as a firefighter but you're yep. also detailing on the side yep. and you're building your book of business and you guys did you say you had a building then too you already had yes, like we a... jumped into a building a month after we incorporated so Holy it smokes. was in it was in was... Uh, my cousin's garage two car okay. garage and then from a month after that it was uh renting space inside another guy's garage which was like much more like a shop looking 
uh, like you'd probably put about three cars, four cars inside. And then from there to, yeah, to a bigger shop, eventually back to a smaller shop because my cousin and I split. Yeah. Um, Growing split things. Up, and then, Growing and now things. we went back to a bigger shop. So yeah. up, down, you know, that type of journey. But uh, yeah, I'm glad for every piece of it because that's how you learn. So when was, what time, uh, the timeline of when you kind of, decided to step down from being a fireman full-time yep. and moving into um, full-time at Yellow. Yeah, so I've been full-time with the business now for uh, um, like a year and a half or so. So okay. it's pretty new. It's not like super – yeah, yeah, it's fairly new. Uh, so nine years of firefighting and about year six on the business. And okay. that's when I, um, I had a good friend of mine, big business owner guy who basically just – Gave me the ultimatum in a conversation and just said, look, what do you want to do? Do you want to be a fireman and retire there? Or do you want to be a business owner? Because splitting your energy is not going to give you the best results. And and right. I just sat on that forever for like two, three years prior to quitting the fire department. I, I was already debating the question. And then once I kind of sure. knew that I was going to make that happen, I just kind of started planning. So like, you know, saving money and just kind of just understanding like yeah. there's going to be a learning curve when you go from part-time detailer with a full-time job to just this is not your job right this is not yeah. what you survive on yeah. this is what needs to work and uh so yeah it's been a big learning journey the last year and a half but i, I will say it's moved uh it moves really fast totally. when it's full-time when it's yeah. full-time you move way faster and your intent is much uh different too you have to you know, yeah, like, yeah. You know, my my old uh, mentor on the music side, Bob Georges, he would always say, you know, like there's a reason they call them starving artists, like the ones that were, you know, a lot of the the street musicians, they were the best, you know, because yeah. they played all the time because they needed the any dollar that they could put in their pocket to live. Yeah, so yeah. I think like, you know, there's a healthy balance in that hustle, right? Especially if you have a vision, you have a plan to to work hard to have a, a goal to set a vision and to, and then most importantly, save your money um, yeah, and, yeah, and invest yeah. it in the right places. Cause that's, yeah. you know, that's a hard, that's a hard thing to do um, as a business owner. It's just like, okay, you get, you know, your first good month and it's our, you know, you start actually generating a profit and you're like, okay, well, I got to save some money, but I do need new equipment. I got to do this. Mm -hmm. I got to, you know, it's tough. That that whole part yeah. of the, the business is really, really I just really call different. it like a calculus. It's like a, it's like, to me, it always just feels like almost gambling. Like it is, you know, because you can choose where you want to put your money. Like, do I want to put it into marketing? No, I want to put it in this. And then you want to follow like business set rules. And then you listen to other people and how they like spent their money and where they put it. And like, we were just yeah. talking about this today, before, you know, a, a little bit, but it's, it's like, there is no one way like different right. markets different people right. no textbook lines. answer yeah right? there's no textbook answer and i think that's like you said earlier that's also what i was looking for like for the longest time i'm still looking for that it, like honestly I, I am always still looking for that well i think but, there's i think there's like a creative minds you know like a lot like we keep saying there's like a very similar thing that a lot of us share as technicians you know um and a, there is a creative aspect to it i believe yeah, and that's what what's cool is that you can make it unique, you know. And I and I think in the beginning it's it's so funny because I've I've got I've always been talking to technicians and detailers, but specifically in the last five years that's that been my core focus, right? And so, yeah. you know, I really encourage a lot of beginners and everybody to 
you know, to, to write out a business plan and to, and to think critically think about it. And it's very difficult. Right. And that's why I think there's a lot of like overlap and there's a lot of confusion because instead of actually being creative, people just go on other people's websites and then they just steal. And it's yeah. just like, and then they're just like, Oh, I'm just going to use this terminology. And they, they build these packages around it. Cause it's a lot easier than them sitting and thinking about the hard stuff, mm -hmm. you know? And I, I, too, I was one of those guys. I mean, that first year, like right before I actually started Matthew's Specialized Detailing, there was like a good four months where I was just basically took the, it started in December, January, February, March, four full months um, where I just basically kind of like disappeared. <laughs> yeah. And I, it was a great winter for snowmobiling. And I really did a lot of critical thing about what, what's important to me and what I want to do. And, um, you know, I, I feel I've done a good job of making it a reality. And then now all these other things and doors have opened. And so it's like another chapter for me. Right. Um, but going back to what you're talking about, I mean, I think like, you know, like you said, you're not done yet. You know, there, that's, what's cool about being an entrepreneur is that you can be creative. And if you, you know, if you're in it for the long game, you can implement different things to make your business a little unique and to make you stand out and to make, you know, to draw people in and to become known as the guy. Yeah. Yeah. Right? For sure. And, and, and that's not something that can be really done by waving a magic wand. It's just really needs to be done by consistency in the passage of time. Consistency, yeah. Yeah. Consistency and time in a game. Right. I mean, because yeah. it's, it's, it's tough. I mean, and I don't really been thinking a lot more about that uh, now, which we'll, we'll get more into into the podcast, but so that like while we're having this podcast and having this conversation, I've just realized like right now, you, when you and I met the very first time was um, the very first Gloss University class that was, um, and and we didn't even really get. I, I remember saying hi and talking to you for a minute, yeah, I don't and then think it was we it was really like talked much, yeah. There were so I, many I, people I, there, and it was it was crazy. It was a bigger one, yeah. It was a bigger one. It was uh, it was during COVID, and so I, I didn't know at that time. Like I thought that that was around the time when I, you would already transition to being full time, but um, I stand corrected. It was yeah, no, kinda, I was it was still, it, still just just chilling on my firefighter salary. Sure. Sure. That's, that's okay. Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's good. Cause you had some extra money to come to gloss you. <laughs> so at that, how did you find out about, uh, gloss, gloss university you was from, uh, a buddy of mine, Jeremy down in Rochester, Minnesota. I think okay. he like brought it up to me and, uh, and, uh, I, I didn't even know, uh, the majority of you guys or didn't know the names or anything like that, but it sounded like interesting class. It, you know, sure. I saw advanced in there and I was like, yeah, advanced sounds cool. I want to be advanced. Yeah. You know, and so yeah. I went and uh, yeah, it really opened my eyes. Honestly, Gloss University was one of those courses that really opened my eyes. Uh, it was just nice to see um, paint correction at the at the yeah. high end level with a lot of science. Being... Yeah, yeah, with a lot of science behind it. And I yeah. appreciated that. Um, I've taken a couple other courses through the years different places different people and it's it was great. probably the more typical one so yeah it's great i mean and i always say that i think team building and bringing people together is always great and you know there it's it's you see a lot of these trainings and um and i don't knock any of them i think it's great i think because the part that i appreciate about it most really and truly is bringing the people together yeah, yeah. right and because you never know who you're going to meet 
in these settings, right? And I mean, I guess maybe it's different if you're not a people person, but if you're a people yeah. person like me, I like going to an event because I'm curious to know who I'm going to meet there and what type yeah, of yeah. conversation I might have with somebody. So Absolutely. I think, you know, I think there's value in, in, in the training and because it, it helps, again, it almost ties back into what we were just talking about with critical thinking, because I think some people these days don't want to be challenged. And it is nice to, to go to a place that is inviting where they're building world-class cars, you know, yeah. and there's a lot of people that have, you're bringing a lot of experience together on under one roof. And, you know, if you have an open mind, I think you can challenge yourself and really learn, right? Because that's what it's all about, right? Like yeah. we're ta talking about this creative piece. And I used to always say this before, like if, if I apply this to my music, right? Like there are a lot of, styles of music that i like and over a long time of listening to different people play there's aspects of this playing that i like to, to pull from right and i think yeah. detailing is like that too and and almost it's relative to anything it's just kind of like hey um these this we're doing the same thing essentially we're paint correcting detailing cars, yeah, yeah. right bringing cart we're, we're doing the same thing but there are certain flavors or aspects of it that one person might present or do a little differently and I think that that ultimately helps create your own flavor. I mean, would you agree? You know? Yeah, no, absolutely. It's, uh, I always like to compare it to, uh, um, like Nike, Adidas, Reebok, like they're all solid shoes and you can put whichever shoe on. I'm a big soccer fan. So you could put it on like sure. Ronaldo's feet and right, right. goals the same all around. And I believe that that's, that's what the majority of the people are going to know. Uh, there's definitely levels like there's definitely levels that are way higher that uh, some people look for that mm -hmm. you can charge a, a grip ton of money. But yeah. then uh, at a certain point, like the, the, the big shops, they, they all become uh, that Nike Adidas. Then it's just a, it's just a choice of flavor. Like yeah. who are people going to choose at that at the moment in time? And uh, yeah. we've been doing this long enough to know that like a, a client cannot pick out the majority of your paint corrections and swirl marks and yeah um yeah they just can't see that it's just not their it's not their eye it's not what they do it's not what they're looking for yeah they yeah. just want a clean car yeah yeah <laughs> I mean, yeah well dude it's i i mean i just read an article uh the other day about the express exterior car washes um there's been a lot of like private equity and venture capitalist money like you know building these car washes um you know, and they're, it's insane, but there's a lot of them now. Um, I forget exactly what the number is, but there's a lot of the, these builds that they just built in the last few years that are already kind of, uh, gone bankrupt yeah. like in a year's time, you know? And so like, and it's, it's interesting because it's like, you know, as we're small business owners, right. In a way, I almost right. like to call it a micro business where it's like not, it's, it's smaller than small business. Yeah. Yeah. It's like really, really, really tiny. And, you know, it's like you think about some of the pains that come like when when it slows down. Like imagine if you built this place and you had a $5 million loan that you had to pay back, you know, and you get a month of rain. And now all of a sudden you got to like, you know, you got your mortgage payments, 25 or 30 grand. Yeah. And yeah. Then you got you got your water bill, you got your electric bill. And it's just like and so you're just you're in the red for six months in a row. You're like, yeah. um, sorry, investors. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's 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 a different type of of pain that I don't think I'd I'd ever really want, and that, that's Here why, I, right? I mean, could yeah. you imagine that? 
right? Yeah, it's uh, that's the other thing too. In the detailing world, I always try to find different detail shop owners, both on their large scale and small scale, to see and understand the pains. Uh, yeah. Like I, I'm always curious about that, you know, because yeah. it's not always greener on the other side of that fence. Um, I don't think so. Yeah, yeah no, it's it's what I works don't think for so. you. <laughs> it's what works for you. It works you know? for you, yeah. It's what works for you, and that's why, like you know, and that's it goes back to what I was saying earlier in the podcast that if you don't establish some type of clarity up front, you're never you're gonna be just pissing in the wind, kind of yeah, like you're, you know, you're like just like, well, what's my what's my goal? Yeah, you don't know which, where you're going. Yeah, which I guess I don't think is necessarily a terrible thing, but don't be upset if you're not where you want to be when you never even established a benchmark in the first place. Right. right? Yeah. Yeah. There's got to be some sort of road map yeah. that you have established in your head at, at least. Yes. Preferably yeah. on paper, but yeah, on, I mean, and it, in your head, you envision it. the good news is, is that you can, it's not like it's as definite, right? It's like you could, you could set, these small right. goals and then you can revisit them in a year or two years and and then create new ones and you just take yeah. it in smaller bites and i i i think that that's is is really helped me and you know like when i created matthew's specialized detailing business plan i had a five-year goal and i'm i'm six months away from that now yeah um and i have fallen short of what yeah. i originally um uh, you know, wanted to do. Um, and I think I need to uh, another two years to actually get there. Um, yep. and I believe the pandemic is really what threw the, you know, the, the nail in the coffin on that one. I mean that it was luckily for me, my first year, full year in business when, when the pandemic hit, um, I was already working out of my home garage, so I didn't have yeah. a ton of overhead. Yep. Yeah. Right. So uh, even though I was, I wasn't busy, but it wasn't slow. I was able to kind of just tighten the belt and just kind of coast through that time. And I slowly kind of crawled out of that. And now I'm on the other side of it. So I'd be curious to see how things go next year. But, you know, I'm, I'm going to be chasing you here soon. And I'm going to be calling you for advice yeah. because, um, you know, the goal we, we want yeah. to expand. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, yeah. I, want to, I want to expand. And part of me wants to honestly stay in working out of my garage. But I also know that um, I also know that um i need more space i need more yeah. i need to hold more vehicles because it's like i got cars coming and going and and it'll just be the right thing to do and and then if i can help kind of pad some of the costs with that with gloss university and some other aspects to so i'm not solely left to to pay for all of the overhead <laughs> it'll greatly ease my pain um so now we're on the quest to find a building you know yeah and, I, and i've been looking but it's it's been tough man <laughs> yeah yeah buildings are hard uh you know and you don't know how long you you know you commit to either a one and most buildings are have a three-year lease and then do you commit to a five but maybe your business changes in year two or three on that building you're ready you know and then uh yeah there's a lot to think about it's just like this building that i'm in now uh, yeah. it's a shorter lease i mean it's like three years but uh like i'm already we're already thinking of like where we going next you know because yeah. we're already thinking it's going to go bigger than than what we that than what we have here sure and so it sucks because it's a lot of money that we threw into the building a little bit uh yeah. 
not a lot of fixed items, you know, because I knew that we would leave. Sure. But at the same time, it's still uh, uh, you still want to make it really nice. Because I learned from my first experience getting in a shop that if you try to build it slowly over time, it's, it doesn't happen. It yeah. happens, but it takes you three, four years. Like you might as well just dump it all right now, borrow yeah. what you have to, or take from savings or wherever you got to find that money, yeah. and just yeah. do it. And then you'll be happy when you walk in. It'll be sure. at the it'll be at the standard that you enjoy. And sure. you'll perform, you'll perform yeah. to, to the space. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and that's, that's what's, you know, it's funny that you say that now because in that there's been two buildings that we've turned down because they've been too small. Mm-hmm. And I, and I'm like, I'm like, no way. Cause I'm, I know I'm going to be, we're going to be in here and then, you know, it's going to be a year and then I'm going to be having to do all the labor to get everything out of here and set yep. it up. And so and do it all over again and do it all over again. So I'm somewhat trying to, uh, I guess, what's the word I'm looking for? Future proof. Yeah. yeah we're trying to, future expansion. Yeah. Yeah. Future proof it just a little bit, you know, yeah. um, but I mean, Hey, it costs money, you know, it, the, I don't think we talk enough about that. I mean, in September last year, we had the small business spotlight, but I don't think we talk about, you know, the, enough the cost of doing business because it costs money to, to be in business. Yeah. Right? yeah it's like too, too too much of the time we're looking at, you know, uh, the, what we can make, but we forget kind of like what what are the expenses, you know, um, yep. and it, they, they'll creep up on you. So, but I, I, I wanted to go back before um, and just talk a little bit more about your services. So you started out, um, with paint correction, right? That was primarily paint correction. Just that, like just no that. interior detail. Uh, yeah, just buffing and polishing. Wow, wow. And so like how? So story. when you started adding on these other services, do you, I mean? Can you cr- take us through chronologically? I mean, was it interior, exterior detail, then next, and then? Yeah. Did... So yeah, it went logically from paint correction to hey, can you do the interior of my car? So yeah. then you start to learn interior, and then. Uh, and then we thought, like, okay, we got to add something else because uh, our winters are going to be a little bit slow up here in Minnesota. So mm-hmm. we took on det- uh, no window tinting. Okay. And then, uh, and then after that, it was vinyl wrap, mm-hmm. full color change, and then we went to PPF, and now we still do remote starters too. Now we still okay. do that, and awesome. then we added uh, undercoating this winter. Um, so yeah, we're doing a few things but the core was always sounds detailing. like you do more than a few things <laughs> yeah like... which yeah it's a lot of learning and then like kind of being ocd about everyone that you every single because uh, each one of them are their own businesses right you have like full detail shop full tin shops full ppf right. shops so there are like multiple industries that you have to learn multiple different companies and products and so it's a lot of uh you're right but it's good because, like, I got you know self uh, self diagnosed ADD, <laughs> so it's good. I need the the different things. Well, I mean, but see, the, that's the value that I think that has is they 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 cross over very well. Yeah, yeah. Right, because someone sure. might just come, come someone together. might find you just for window tints only and been like, oh, while I'm here, yeah. I want this done, or the opposite. You know, they might yep. they might want the interior detailed and be like, oh, you guys do ceramic coatings and yeah, yeah. you guys do tint. I need that done too. So. Yeah, they're they're they they definitely align very well. Um, I've always um, with the window tinting specifically in our area. It's I I know a lot of uh, tint guys, and from what I always have been told from the tint guys that it's hard for them. It's super competitive, like with yeah. window tinting. It's just like it's almost kind of like everyone's beat each other down to where the price is so low that you almost don't make any money doing it. You know? Yeah. 
Um, and I don't know if it's like that in Minnesota, um, but I'm sure it's, I think every big city you're going to have. Yeah. I think it's like that. Um, yeah, I think it's like that, but I think I feel like it's like that for detailing too, unless you're doing like, con- like, like top, top notch concourse stuff. Sure. I think it's still like that too. I mean, like you're not going to have dirty car washes, but you're still going to have a core of like in the twin cities. We probably still got a core of like 10, what I would consider like high level detailing, not the concourse. Cause that, that stands on its own. Right. But of like the nice shops with good sure. reputation and all that. Like there's still a core group of competition uh, yeah. there. And like Twin Cities is what uh, first ring suburb altogether. It's about 3 million people, give or take. Uh, so it's still like, you know, there's still, still a, a battle. Yeah. You know, so. it's, 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 it just made me go back in time. Cause I have family, my aunt and uncle, they live in St. Paul. Oh, and nice. um, this was, I mean, we're going back now. I mean, probably more than 10 years ago when when i mean i've been there since then but 10 yeah. years ago when i was working for the distribution company we were out there in uh st paul for a long weekend for my cousin's wedding mm-hmm. and i went out and i was i was curious i remember driving kind of uh east uh back towards wisconsin a little bit yeah yep. and off the highway there was like a big car wash and detail center and i remember kind of like stalking the place out seeing what they were using because I, I was always curious whenever i travel i was always curious like what products are these people using yeah. in this region? Like I, I yeah. just always had a curious mind, you know? Yeah. Um, sure. And cause my aunt and uncle were always interested in the stuff that I used to sell and they were big boaters. Right. And so yeah. I would always bring them some of the products that I use for cleaning their boats. Nice. Um, and my aunt fell in love with this product. She's like, we got to start selling this in Minnesota. And that's a, that's a whole nother podcast, but yeah, yeah. I'll have to introduce it to my, uh, my aunt and uncle next time I'm out yeah, there yeah. in Minnesota. It'd be cool to connect you guys. My yeah, uncle Jim, is, to. he he knows a lot of people. Uh, he was nice, an attorney nice. for for a bunch of years. You know all those politics out there. Yeah, yeah. Um, but no. So okay, back to your services. You added. You started with you know your uh, paint yep. correction interior. You added into you did mm-hmm. uh, window tints. You mm-hmm. got into ceramic coatings. Let's mm-hmm. talk about the ceramic coating aspect a little bit. When you started um, doing ceramic coatings what i mean it was it the price point that pulled you in to doing it to be able to sell these bigger tickets yeah i'm kind of curious to know like maybe at that point when you started doing ceramic coatings like what was your confusion if you remember like did it seem confusing ceramic coatings yeah well no i'll I'll say this i I think it didn't seem confusing because of my own ignorance right so it's like you look at the product and you're like oh it protects your paint better and yeah. this is how you apply it, and it's pretty easy. This is how you do it, and this is what you charge. Cool, mm-hmm. let's do it because it's a bigger price point. So we're just looking at the price point. Yeah, I think after through the years of diving down the the the, the hole and going deeper and deeper, and then and then in a way, it almost got more confusing, but also more like you get more clarity and understanding what it can and can't do. Because yeah. I think at the beginning, you, I didn't even understand that, right? I just understood what the marketing aspects of it were, which is what your brand, uh, whatever you choose, will tell you, right? Which is like, yeah, yeah. Tell, it that, tell it that it's got this like 9H or 10H and do two layers and then tell it that so it's hydrophobic. And so, yeah, you just kind of, you kind of spill that out, you know? Um, so I think it took a while before I actually like, dove deeper into the science of it all uh but yeah at the beginning was just a price point i mean it's sure it made sense yeah i mean that's i 
you know, I, I, I want to have, uh, there's a local guy, uh, well, he's, I don't know, probably 45 minutes to an hour south of me that does PPF and, and, but he started with pain correction and ceramic coating. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. He was one of my old clients and it was, it was right, you know, it was in that year that I, and I've talked about this in the past, but it was right around the time I was getting out of, um, I knew I was on my way out the door and I was down there. These guys, um, they had two businesses in one building. It was an auto mechanic and the detail guy shared, split the rent with them. Mm -hmm. And I knew the auto mechanic. And so the auto mechanic brought me down. And at that time when I was working for SNS, we sold, you know, a lot of uh, hardware. So hardware was a big part of my business, you know, nuts and bolts, all the metric stuff. So mm -hmm. I set him up with a whole parts bin and all that stuff with, uh, with all the stuff. And then he introduced me to this guy, Jeff. And so I connect with Jeff and I remember like, a month or so after I went down there, I go in, I would see them every other Monday. I, wa I walk in on a Monday morning, I see my customer, his name is Matt, and Jeff is over here. He's got like a 2017 or 18 Corvette on jack stands. And I, you know, I walk in the morning, he's polishing the wheels. And I'm like, I'm like, hey, what are you doing, Jeff? He's like, yeah, paint correction, ceramic coat in this Corvette. And I'm like, oh shit. I'm like, yeah, what? You know, and he's like, yeah, it's a three thousand dollar job, and he's like, I got two more lined up. You know, the week after, I was like, and I walked out of there, and it like didn't hit me right away. But I was like, yeah, I'm like doing the math. I'm like, wait, he just did he just say that? I'm like three grand. I'm like, Whoa. yeah. I'm like that. That one resonated with me for a while, and then it was <laughs> like at that moment, you know, Jeff's such a good guy, and, and I, I refer him a lot of PPF work. Um, and he's he's been in business now, I think, for ten years. Nice. Um, and he's done the same, you know, similar thing. He's expanded like you kind of started small, kind of kept growing, added window tinting, you know, and then added the film. And now he's stepped away full time from I mean, he he still does their team does paint correction and coating. Yeah. But he doesn't pick up the buffer. Yeah. He specializes in film only. Yeah. Um, and he's he's competed with Expel in a couple competitions. I mean, he's he's yeah. definitely got nice. made a name for himself here locally. Oh, yeah. He he takes it seriously. You know, yeah, for sure. and I think that's one of the things that you know you have to do to make it is take yourself seriously, right? You know, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's like I said, for me, I think what it took is is ultimately leaving my full time job as a firefighter. I think before that, I don't know that I took it really seriously. I think I I, I just enjoyed the ride a lot. You know, I sure. enjoyed being part of the car community. I enjoyed like having these services I could offer, and right, uh, but I wasn't strict enough on my numbers, um, right. And that's the that that was the biggest mistake that I made, and and uh, that was on like year five or six already. So, uh, you know, I'm not afraid to to admit that because it's just my own journey, right? That's how it well, goes sure. for me. And so well, uh, now we're refining little by little. Um, right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So. Well, being honest with yourself is hard sometimes, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I think it. Yeah. But it 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 ultimately leads to faster growth. Like if yep. you're just gonna if you're just gonna just lie to yourself and be like oh yeah yeah it's not, yeah, it's right, not reality right. like what else are you gonna lie to yourself about mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. there is there is some truth in just being like okay as, as painful as this is and as as unpleasant it is right now it is what it is it is you know what, what it mean? is it's, it's that's the learning curve that you are uh i'm not a huge man of faith or of like past but like yeah, really that's, that's how it is you know it's yeah it's your yeah. own path and it, it's always you always want it to be better in your own head but yeah. Yeah. My old business partner, Phil, <laughs> he used to always say failure breeds success. Yeah. And, you know, and I think that there's some truth that so the better, you know, or the, 
the sooner you kind of start to become more comfortable with making small failures, you know, yeah. the faster you'll get on to bigger achievements. Right. For sure. You know, yeah, because yeah. That, that then when you fail and you kind of you get over it quicker, the sting is yeah. it doesn't sting as hard. It's kind of like, well, I've been here before. You know yep. what I mean? I'll overcome this. You know, this you almost is... crave it. You know, I'm at a point. I'm kind of like I've come to accept that now where I almost crave it because it, I know that growth comes from the each like the setback is what causes the growth. Right. So it's like if there's no setback, then I start to wonder, like, OK, are we just like. Are yeah. we too static here? Are we not doing anything crazy? Are we not doing anything that's like pushing ourselves? Uh, because we're not failing, so so yeah. we're not learning anything. We're really just coasting. Sure. And, and I don't want to coast. Like yeah. that's for the later. Yeah, it's for later. You know. Yeah, I mean, and I, you know, and that's why I, um, I'm looking forward in the future to actually bringing my wife on the podcast because you know she specializes uh, in mental health and yeah. she's been nice. a big. Um, you know, kind of advocate of, of and really big supporter of what I do. But I, it's one of the things where kind of what you had just mentioned, you know, for myself, I was like, I'm like, well, I have to do this thing and I gotta, I have to be here and I gotta keep going. And my wife was consistently reminding me like, you know, like Maddie, you've been working so hard for so long. Like, yeah. You should, you should be kinder to yourself and allow yourself the space to kind of let it grow organically because you've never really given yourself that space. Yeah. I was, I'm like, she's so right. Because I mean, my whole career, I've had sales quotas to meet and numbers to meet. And I'm, you know, very grateful for the time that I put in before that. And I think building that foundation has given me the stability that I that I have today. So I, I appreciate it. I'm like, you know, she's right. Like, I don't yeah. have to be in there's a race. Definitely a balance. Like, yeah, there's definitely a balance to it. Like, and I'm learning that as well. Like, yeah, the quest, the drive, the comp, comp being competitive, all those things. Uh, yeah. That is a hundred percent there, and you hundred percent gotta have it. Otherwise, I don't think it goes anywhere. But in that same token, like what your wife is saying, yeah. uh, I'm understanding too now. To like, hey, you gotta slow down sometime and, and smell the roses and, and enjoy and look back. Like, yeah. like take a, a further view of your business and just be content. Be not content, but satisfied sometimes and happy and pat yourself yeah. on the back because no one else is doing it. Right. Uh, right. so do it for yourself and, and, yeah, if you got to take some time to like what I've been doing this year is just hunting more, right. I get out in nature and it's, uh, my way of disconnecting and, sure. and, uh, or, or it's, it's the gym or something, something that's not just like thinking about how I'm going to do something better for my business because right. that's a trap in itself. And, right. um, and I know that. Yeah, I mean, I saw it firsthand when I was firefighting and doing the business for six years altogether. Like, that was just nonstop two full-time careers for literally six years. And now I look back and I'm like, shit, I, want, I skipped six years where uh, I don't regret it, but shit, I should have done more things. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I should have just mm -hmm. done a few more things. Yeah, yeah. So that's, I mean, well, well here, on that note, I want to just totally change gears because, yeah. you know, um, when you just said hunting, I want to tell you that I was definitely this year inspired by your story. Um, and when you, when, when you said hunting at first, I thought about you going across the pond, like on this quest to hunt, like hunt, hunt for something else. And, I, and I'm like, wait, you do, you go deer hunting. I know that you're into that yeah, stuff, yeah, yeah. but I, I want to just say that like, it was pretty cool. Uh, this, you, you know, kind of getting, um, play by play updates this year when you were, um, basically i i don't even remember where you were you were you're somewhere over there across the pond yeah yeah 
And, and I mean, like, I want, I want you to tell a little bit about that because I, that honestly inspired me. Like I'm, I'm feel blessed that, you know, it's a healthy balance between traveling for Gloss University. We've, I've, this past year in 2023, I personally have gotten to travel more for work and, and pleasure. Yeah. And it's been an incredible year. Uh, it started out with an incredible trip to Canada, which is a whole nother podcast in itself, but it's just been, it's been a cool year. So after we reconnected this year, you were at Gloss University uh, with one of your employees this summer yep, yep. Um, as a guest instructor, which was awesome. I mean, it was yeah. a great class. It was great to have you there. Um, and then shortly after that, was it maybe a month or yeah, uh, maybe like, like, of, yeah, not that yeah, not that long after you were you were like and you were you went over to Europe. I mean, you, you were everywhere. Like yeah, so yeah. Tell we us about that. To, yeah, for sure, for sure. So, so um. First of all, I needed a break away from my shop. That was like a big thing. I just was like, oh, man, we've had a really busy summer. And sure. I want to get away. I want to go back to Europe. I haven't gone there since before COVID. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I want to go back over there. But uh, like what we said earlier, just uh, the the addiction to work, I guess. You're like, okay, let's, <laughs> let's, let's, uh, let's, let's make it worth my travel as well. And just, yeah. let's just do two things at the same time, right? So... Um, so I connected with uh, a guy named Erwan, who is G Technique, uh, the brand rep in France. Okay. Because I was actually born and raised over there, so I still speak French. So I was Super able cool. to connect with him, and then he connected me to a couple of shops in France. And then he was like, "Hey, you want to go to Germany? Because I can connect you in Germany. I can connect you in Belgium. I can connect you in England." And I was like, "Shit, okay, I guess we're going more places than <laughs> like, yeah, all right, I guess sign we're going me more up. places than one." Um, so he connected me with uh, people in Germany, in uh, um, Frankfurt, and then in Belgium, Antwerp. And then I looked up the map um, of how far it would be to drive, and it was like four hours each to each big city. And I was like, "Okay, that's like I'm from the U.S. You know, I'm going to Chicago is six hours already, so right. so let's do it." You know, so we went and saw I think total of eleven shops in the course of five days, and it was Holy all shit. done by uh, yeah the 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 help of Erwan who connected me with um, Stefan, who's a G Tech distributor in Germany, and then okay. with Sebastian, who is the distributor for G Tech in uh, Belgium. So, yeah, those guys were awesome, man. They took me around to all all these different shops, created an itinerary for me, took me out, treated me to lunch. And, yeah, it was was pretty cool. I'm sure, like, that that in itself, I think, you know, cultural differences, like, when you go and, and, and... you know, like we, like I mentioned a few times on this podcast, like we're, we're, we're all kind of doing the same thing, mm-hmm. right? And these, these different flavor grabs and these other things that we take away from one another. I'm like, while you're telling the story, like I'm actually like visualizing this in my head, like you in the car driving from shop to shop yeah. and seeing, yeah. cause it's like, it seems like, um, I mean, um, you know, if you look at how detail shops have advanced, um, so much, like, you know, like if you go back 20 years ago and a lot of these places are, you know, uh, toilets, you know what I mean? Dark walls, mm-hmm. dingy places, no lighting. And, and now there's become studios, right? Yeah. And it's been a lot that, you know, that's always kind of seemed to be more of a European thing, right? Before we kind of yeah. taken it over here in the, in the States. And so, I mean, how cool is that? I mean, how inspiring was that for you? Yeah. And that was, so that was a big reason why I wanted to see those shops is I just wanted a flavor other than, uh, the one in the U S I just wanted to see if, uh, 
um, you know, I didn't go there to learn some of the technical aspect of our job, although like I knew that in conversation we would get some of that. Yeah. Uh, really, I was just going there to be inspired. Like I wanted to see the way people set up their shops, their philosophy on the job too. Like I'm always curious to see what their philosophy is about detailing. Sure. Um, and so yeah, I was just seeing different shops, the way they got it laid out. I will say that uh, a few of the shops that we saw there, um, uh, like the elegance of how they present themselves, is a big thing that I saw that was different. Right. It was uh, like that was like the thing that they were like a lot white of glove platter, for. right? Like it's yep. like yeah, real fancy, real classy, uh, fashiony, you know. And and uh, I get it. Uh, I used to live in France. France is very fashiony, I would say, compared to the U.S. Um, and so a lot of that flavor bred through into their detailing and the way things were set up and set out. Um, and that's just the uh, initial presentation part right as far and then on the technical side was you know then obviously that's a whole different story as to like how they do things and stuff like that but yeah my number one thing was like just being inspired seeing shops that look different presented yeah. differently and and yeah it was that it's so similar in many ways but but different too well it's it's almost it's that's like those opportunities are priceless and it's like you know you almost don't appreciate them like when they're happening Right. I mean, you appreciate it, but then when you reflect on it, you're kind of like, yeah. Oh, I mean, at least that is that's way for me because I, I've, you know, I always said this for my years, you know, I, I was very blessed to have this opportunity to be in the back shop, a lot of the chemical rooms, a lot of the detail mm -hmm. shops, a lot of the new car prep departments. So I had an opportunity to see a lot of really, really good practices and a lot of opportunity to see some yeah. bad practices. So it's like, this is good. Do that. And this is very bad. Right, don't right. do that. Right. Like, and, and, um, one of my customers used to always say it, it's like a chef letting you into their kitchen. Right. Yeah. You know, yeah. It's yeah. just kind of like, this is what nice. it looks like back here. Yeah. Right, <laughs> you know? right, right. yeah. right. Cause I mean, I'm sure, look, I haven't seen your building. I I'm, I'm looking forward to, to seeing you next time I come out to Minnesota, but, um, I'm sure you guys keep the place tidy and keep it clean and keep everything really nice. But you know, sometimes detailing's messy, you know, especially you're doing paint correction. You got tools out, there's pads everywhere. You got bottles all yeah, over the place. No, like it's, it's not always, it's not always clean. It's more my job now as I've hired people to be on people's case a little bit like, Hey, yeah, put it back in the cabinet. <laughs> yeah. 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 I think, I think if I, if I, were to expand i would want to have what i call like shop dog i'd want to have somebody that that kind of just is always on par you know clean up the shop making sure the glass is clean making sure the floors are clean making sure the buffing pads stay clean towels yeah. are put away you know what i mean yep. like shop dog someone is always kind of like looking out for all of us yeah you know, and if it gets slow he can help do this thing or the other thing but it's tough because i'm that way like i just had a um i had a um high level client in the car or in the, my shop just the other day. Uh, he was buying this Porsche that I was working on. This guy happens to own a few car dealerships. And so I was like, when I knew he was coming over, I was like, I'm like, and I don't, my shop's not a mess, but I have a lot of stuff. I got a lot of tools yeah, in my right. chest. So it's like, I've been busy and I'm like, I got to clean up. I'm like, I got to just button up the walls, put the stuff away. And so yeah. there's, there, you know, image definitely plays a role, especially if you're, trying to deliver this you know these high level paint corrections and ceramic yep. and stuff like that you don't want to be doing it in a dungeon i mean it's, you just you just don't right no no you yeah you don't and it's uh and, and i always i'm always thinking too it's not like not every client cares the same but correct 
I think that you're going to be more on the side. You'd rather err on the side of caution, which is always going to benefit you if it's just clean. Like, it just looks better as opposed to Correct. gambling and saying, like, hey, I hope this person doesn't mind that I'm a little bit messy. Like, mm -hmm. yeah, they probably wouldn't. Not mm -hmm. all of them. But yeah. why not just err on the side of, like, caution, yeah. which is just yeah. a clean face. Uh, totally. Not just totally. that, but it also makes efficiency in the shop a lot better. Now we're not wasting time looking for things and it keeps everybody accountable too it does so, well and you never know who's going to walk through your doors you never know right? I, you, you never, never know. you know what i mean you never know who's going to stumble through the door one day and want your yeah. business and, and be impressed exactly. by the layout of things and be like Absolutely. hey man i like this place it's comfortable yeah. i mean that's a big thing for me like you know the vibe and the atmosphere is yeah. very important to me and you know even though my garage is super tiny i mean it's it's comforting you know when people mm -hmm. are here they're like hey man i like this space you yeah. know it's and it's me you know it's it's yep. it's not perfect you know what i mean but it's it gets no, the job it's done identity. and it's, it's got your identity in it it does well and you know and that was one of the things that when i started i was like man i need to i need to at least stand out i need to let people know that i'm serious and it was yeah, at least you know sure. i mean the i've always had that um the idea for a studio that has um you know that the wood backdrop that that kind of yeah. theme and I yeah. want to expand upon that in the new place. And I have some ideas and it'll be, I don't, I don't want to give them all away right now on the podcast. Yeah. But I have some ideas Just for when that. Prepare the wallet. Yeah. Prepare <laughs> the wallet, right? Prepare the I wallet know. for all this, this uh, all that custom work. But yeah, no, it's good. So the, my, my question for you then is like, okay, since your trip out there, because I, I thought that was like, that inspired me, you know, and I, it was something I've always wanted to do. I always wanted to, and I, I still think we'll be able to do small burst of it with gloss university when we go out on the road well let um, me know if you guys want to take gloss university to europe <laughs> well there well i don't want to say too much but that davy p and i had that conversation just awesome. the other day because there is um one of the guys that he knows um uh, from poland um, nice that wants us out there awesome and so yeah. i mean and all this stuff it, it all takes time and i'm i'm in it for the long game and you know there's taking gloss university on the road as much fun as it is and and as much as we enjoy it it's also very strenuous and it's very difficult um i mean you know the cost of everything is so much money now yeah so yeah your travel costs uh your fuel costs your stay costs your entertainment costs it's like yeah. by the time you're gone from home for four days you're you're in the red right and it's so yeah. going back to business you know i mean i mean it's so truth be told like gloss university you know, was never in, in its early infancy, was, it never made, really made money. It was about yeah. education, you know? Yeah. Um, and it's, uh, we've re recouped, you know, at the classes, it's kind of like you break even, mm -hmm, you know, because mm -hmm. uh, it costs a lot of money to put on an event, you know? And so I think that things might be different in the future if, if we have a shop and we have more sponsors, maybe some more money yeah, it might help yeah. us do things a little different, but I'm okay with the slow organic growth. Because I feel like it allows us to do things the way they should be done. Yeah. Right. I think sometimes, and I, and that's, that's, you know, when I worked for that big company, the corporate, it was just more and more and more and more. There was never, you know, the ceiling kept going higher and higher and higher. And it's just like, you can't, you can't touch it. And it's, so at some yeah. point, you know, there's this reality, you know what I mean? Like uh, the Warren Buffett quote that where he says, you know, trees don't infinitely grow into the sky. Yeah, yeah. And so at at some point, you know, there's like, what can you keep within reach? Mm -hmm. um, so what I'm here, I am rambling on this. This is the question <laughs> I wanted to ask you. Your story going 
over to Europe and, you know, Germany, all that stuff is very inspiring to me. Um, I'm looking to do more of that. But since your visit, has there been like one big takeaway that you, you saw out being used there that you tried to implement or that you want to kind of maybe try to implement in the future for your business? If that makes any sense. I mean, is there yeah, anything I mean, that I you... Think, yeah, it's, and it's not on the technical side. Like I said, it goes back to the presentation side. Uh, I okay. think it was so impactful in the way that it made me feel. You know, I try to really analyze how things make me feel and and walking into those spaces made me feel a, a certain way that sure. that I know that if other people were to feel it, they, they would recognize it. Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of that stuff is subconscious a lot of times unless not always, but it's a lot of times it's also subconscious. Yeah. And so that was uh, that was what uh, I was going there to seek. And that's kind of what I think I'm going to try to bring back over here. Yeah, that's super cool. Yeah, yeah. As far as the technical stuff. Um, that's time in a game, you know. So it's, yeah, I mean you're 100 yeah. right. It's just yeah, that's more, time you, in the game. <laughs> yeah, you know, that's ours. You know, you just need to keep swinging the axe. You know what I mean? And yeah. it's like, um, I, I'm, you know, Kilmer and and Davey P have told me some stories of like them being at like one custom shop or something, and they were, they were, you know, one of the contacts was telling them about like the paint on this car, and the the painter that didn't speak English was like over in the back, like smiling and laughing at them because like dave and kilmer were trying to take out the sanding scratches but the clear was just like ungodly hard <laughs> you know what move, i mean yeah and and here they are you know kilmer's like i'll get it out right and it's just like you know i don't remember the whole story but i remember right when they told me that it's funny so you know it's different paint systems and stuff like that and i yeah. i think that's what i'd be curious to see about you know traveling more and seeing you know um what the the paint systems are in in that region based off of their environment you know yeah and I, I mean it, it plays a big role too I yeah mean, there plays... was that there was the products you know because they're distributors it was cool too because they're all distributors i got to also see their warehouses so i got to see yeah. like what products are they carry in other products that they carry that we don't carry are there different ingredients within the products that they can't have that we have sure. uh, i will tell you that europe has a lot more restrictions for sure as far yeah. as like just uh, their version of OSHA, like yeah. they have way more regulations. Yeah. Um, yeah, like I remember, like in Germany, for example, your bottle of G Technique actually has to be like your CSU bottle actually has to be opened, and then they have to add labels to it and more instructions to it, and then they have to put these like uh, Braille system style um, Holy stickers smokes. to them. Yeah, so you can't like as if like if a blind man grabbed this bottle, he has to be able to feel that like this is a specific type of chemical that you would have to know that they're not eye drops, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. These right. are not eye drops. <laughs> yeah, do not put, don't drop do those not in your, your eyeballs. Right? You'll yeah, never yeah. cry again. <laughs> the water will yeah, run yeah, out. Hydrophobic, hydrophobic, hydrophobic eyeballs, dude. Well, yeah, like things like that, you know, it was interesting to just know, like, like, um, just them telling me like, yeah, every bottle that comes in, will have a huge shipment of boxes. Now we got to go and open every single box and print new labels and put them on and every single one. And it cannot be sold until all this stuff is done, like things like that. And you realize like America is a lot more relaxed in that sense. Uh, like corporate America is a lot more relaxed in that sense, where it's just like, just put the MSDS and doesn't even have to be in your bottle. It just has to be online accessible somewhere. And right. then let's put it on the owner to ha- make sure that he has that, like yeah. not on the distributor's hands. 
Sure. So it's just like things like that, where it's just super interesting. You get to just see how it works. That is interesting. And you yeah. never know, you might eventually end up over there doing business or something like that. And it just gives you like an extra little piece of IQ of yeah. your your industry. And like that to me is right. like stuff like that is interesting, right? No, it is interesting. I'm super glad we got there and you were able to share that because like that, I, <laughs> I learned something. I like, yeah, I didn't yeah. know that, right? Yeah, right. Now I know if I'm blind, don't grab the bottle. <laughs> you're not, it's, yeah, like yeah. You're not, it's not all droppers are not eye drops. Dude, oh, that's too funny. Well, yeah, I, I. I definitely was inspired by that. And I hope to do that again. Uh, or I hope you get to do that again. And I, and maybe, you know, and we can get to do that together one time. I know yeah. uh, taking the show on the road, you know, it, like I'd mentioned, is not, is not always easy, but I, I enjoy the travel pieces of yeah. um, traveling for work. Cause you know, you learn things. And, and that, I also think it, we come home from a trips like that. Like, you know, even though it was domestic travel, when we went to, to Utah for the Robbie Layton class, <laughs> and then when we went to, ferrari for a week you know i came home and i was just like it's very humbled it's happy to yeah. be home but i was like really grateful that i had that opportunity yeah um, for sure and i you appreciate it right in the moments of reflecting kind of like in the moment you're like all right we got work to do like yeah well, well and so now you reflect and you're like wow this is really cool i mean yeah. davy p's been working on some videos and i've made a few you know um little videos there was some stuff there was some private cars at ferrari that we couldn't share so we had to yeah, yeah. be careful of like what we posted and what we didn't post you know yeah um but no dude this is super cool i'm i'm so happy that we had a chance to to get together and talk today about your business because it's been exciting watching your business grow yeah. i'm i'm now i'm like after this podcast i kind of like thinking like next summer i'm gonna have to like go visit my aunt and uncle at the lake house yeah and stay no, with, stop stay by with them. Time, man and i'd love to show you the operations and and the, in private it's always nice to just have those hard conversations too about like hey what is what is it that I, that you enjoy as far as like finding success but what's also really painful about growing and growing a team and leadership Dude, it's management. yeah i mean seriously that's that's the stuff that's like you know big picture stuff you know yeah, macro versus yeah. micro it's kind of like yeah um and i think you you need to always continue to have those conversations, right? Like, always. And, and you, you know, it's okay to like sit with your thoughts, take notes, and then, you know, like have these moments where you have these in deep depth dives about, about business and growth. Because it's like you said earlier, it's being honest, right? You got to be honest about what you can do, can't do. And where do you want to go? You know? It's very difficult too. That's yeah. a, it's yeah. a very difficult thing to do. And I, and I, um, I've gotten better. Okay. Yeah. But I still have more work to do. And yeah, I, for sure. I think that's, that's maybe the, you know, um, it's the moral maybe, of the story. Maybe, maybe that'll have to be the title of this podcast. podcast yeah, moral of the story. Um, there's always, always there's always more work to be done. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, so tell us, um, how, um, for people that listen to the driven by details podcast, how can they find, um, find you if they're yes. like, Hey, I want to check this guy out for sure. It's yellow Y E L O auto sports. Um, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, anything social media, we're there. Um, yeah, you got some great videos, up. man. By the way, oh, you do thanks. like I think you do a great job. I mean, that's another thing you've inspired me to do. I'm like always like he's he's yeah. making it happen, man. Content creation, I like Content. it too. Yeah, it's fun. I do too, and I I'm hoping this winter I can kind of just that's why I'm going to be closing doors here soon for myself. Um, yeah. Cause it's I need a break, like you'd yep. said. It's been a busy year. You need yep. that mental break. My mental break is coming, but you know I'll be even though I won't be working on service work, I'll be 
planning some stuff for the gloss university next year um our first class is going to be march 30th and march 31st at um down at g technics uh, headquarters um and i always forget what town it is i, I gotta look it up marionetta alpharetta georgia somewhere somewhere. Else, yeah yeah near, near noxie no yeah near noxie yeah, yeah. totally near yeah. noxie and yep, then yep. um then the next class after that is going to be in Michigan at um, nice. Jesse's Customs Classics. Oh, Jesse's um, nice. Yeah, we should have a date for that here real soon. Um, we're ta- sometime like late May, early June. So that's the first two to get the uh, the year kind of going, and then we'll be planning the back half of the year. There's talks of another Ring Brothers class um, over the summer and then going back to uh, the West Coast in the fall. So it's a lot of planning. But we're we're excited we're excited about that. But I, dude, I'm gonna have to come see you next summer. Yeah, please do. I'm, I'm always come... here. I'll, yeah, I'm I'm here, man. Doors are open. And, and maybe what we can do is maybe I'll wait. Maybe I'll, be, I'll come in the fall after I get the Civic rebuilt and I got the new motor and trans in the Civic, and I'll drive the Civic out there, and we'll we'll do some content on that. Like maybe I'll I'll try to plan it around an event, you know? And yeah, yeah. yeah. We can bring the civics out, Davey. Well, Dave is will probably bring that far away from me either. Yeah. No, no. No. Actually, I think I probably it's easier for me to get to you because well, because I'm close to the ninety, you know, and well, and Dave is Dave is 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 still far east, so it's probably almost the same distance for us. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? But who knows? Well, brother, hey, keep up the great work. I appreciate your time on the podcast today and i look forward to seeing you in uh in 2024 my yeah buddy. thanks for all having right. me and uh keep on grinding all right man we'll see you yeah. next time see you guys all right bye